swag and welcome to another episode of the Sotoyo and Geek One of these games to download for the download. And they are available on the PS systems, PS4 and 5, and the Xbox Series systems, Xbox One, Xbox One X, Xbox Series X, and Xbox Series S. That is a mouthful. Uh, it is one of those uh, series that just gets better with age, but it, after DOA 2, there wasn't a lot of refinement that I felt that Corey Tecmo needed to do uh, with the fighting system. It was just making it more fun to play, adding more characters, adding different stages. It's just an all-around good time, and for free 99, it is definitely a game you should pick up and download if you like fighting games. So that's my recommendation for the download this week, DOA or Dead or Alive series, numbers 5 and 6, both on the current generation, or well, last generation and current generation platforms for free. Now, also, side note, there was a live action movie made as well about DOA, and you can actually find that movie as of right now, this recording, on Tubi TV as well as Plex on-demand service for free and you can see if you're a wrestling fan Kevin Nash play Bass uh, Jamie Priestley play his daughter uh, and there are a lot of other notable character actors from the day including Eric Roberts who takes a paycheck for any and everything I don't blame him but he's in the movie as well so it is definitely a fun so bad is good sort of movie uh, from that era of when they just made video game adaptations out of any and everything with no plot whatsoever. And also, these fighting games tend to also translate even better, or just better in general, into anime. You know, one of the classic uh, fighting or video game animes is the Street Fighter anime, Street Fighter 2 anime from 2000, excuse me, 1994, if I remember correctly. I remember the Fatal Fury OAV series from back in the 90s, as well as I know there's a Tekken series as well. So there are a lot of anime properties that have been based that are that translate video game and video game lore, especially fighting games over the years. And speaking of anime, I um, ended up watching a, a curious video, a very well put together video on YouTube the past two, three weeks ago by a, a YouTuber or a channel called Black Anime and it's B-L-X-X-K Anime and the topic of the video was why do black people love anime obviously this title alone had my interest peaked so I watched it and I thought that it really it was a really good examination of how anime has become as much a part of the African American culture over the past 20 years or so. While it was well crafted, the video's main explanation of this love anime and this explosion really centers on the uh, influx of anime in the early 2000s. And it really used and highlighted the series Bleach, One Piece, and Naruto as catalysts that planted the seeds for that explosion that uh, deep-seated love of anime that we're seeing now and as someone of uh, my generation I didn't necessarily take offense but I thought that just defining it as that start to the early 2000s really did a disservice to uh, the older anime heads like myself as well as the older properties that came out that really sparked 
uh, an interest and love and a passion um, in many of us in the community. And one of those series that I want to highlight is Dragon Ball Z. Now, Dragon Ball Z came out in the mid 90s and really didn't hit it off. But then it found its way over to Toonami um, in the late 90s, early 2000s. And you you had people who have never watched anime before religious, religiously watch Dragon Ball Z. It made such an impact on the culture and it was one of those things where it was just very much glossed over i think there was a highlight from the rizza and how dragon ball z was emblematic of the black man's life in america and that's debatable you know that we're not getting into that or not but i understand the similarities that he posed in his quote but again that was all that was said about dragon ball z how is it that you have a series who really was a pinnacle of our cultural zeitgeist at that point in time when it came to anime i mean everybody i knew watched dragon ball z i didn't get into dragon ball z at first because i didn't like dragon ball i thought dragon ball was stupid and silly when it came on the syndication in the early to mid 90s before dragon ball z's and i thought it was the same so i missed out on frieza and all that i didn't get into dbz until the cell saga and then from there i was hooked and it was very much like a grown man's soap opera in the pacing of the battles and the pacings of the episodes. And with that, you also saw this explosion of merchandise that you had not seen before for any anime property really before then. Now, mind you, I had heard about Dragon Ball Z in high school. So this was, man, I think I was in graduate school when everything really popped off on Tsunami, so this is a good six, seven years before it even really became a uh, big time on American shores. And even going back that far, trading tapes and everything in, in that limited amount of anime that was there, you know, we had things like Ramen Half, we had things like Akira, the seminal classic that, you know, I would say I'm not a gatekeeper, but if you love anime, you need to watch Akira because that is just, that's a masterpiece no matter when and at what stage of anime you're looking at. Uh, it's just one of those things where I feel as though you have those cultural uh, stepping stones like Robotech. Robotech was a series that came out in the 80s that I've talked about before as an amalgamation of three different anime series from the Tatsunoko Company. That were put out by Harmony Go, redubbed and edited together to make one cohesive story. And I absolutely loved it. And that was very much my gateway into anime before I even knew what anime was. Uh, even the original Street Fighter cartoon, Street Fighter Street Racer cartoon, is one that got a lot of people in my generation into anime. Not just uh, people in general, but black people. Um, we were doing it before it was cool from scouting out in Suncoast videoing, picking up everything from the classics like uh, Bubblegum Crisis and knowing the different companies and watching horrible things like MD Geist just to watch anime. That's how much we loved anime. It was before it was cool. And I also think that it really, the article, to me, the video, really did a disservice for not mentioning the cultural impacts of Pokemon. Yes, everyone talks about the cards, but there are a lot of kids who grew up watching a Pokemon cartoon, who got into anime. I mean, because of the explosion of the Pokemon cartoon, you had a lot of other series that were adapted for American shores that 
we never would have saw before. You know, things like the Vision of Escaflowne, which came out on Fox Kids for a hot second. You also had Car Captain Secured, which came on, I believe it was WB Kids as well. Even the Sonic X cartoons, you know, they are technically anime as well. There was so much anime in anime because of Pokemon Digimon as well as Yu-Gi-Oh! And the popularity of those card games translated into the population of those anime series being brought over to the West. And those really, I would say, more so than any any other series. And you're talking about mid-90s now, not even the early 2000, 2005, when uh, Bleach, One Note, excuse me, One Piece, and Naruto debuted on American shores. So you're talking about maybe a good six, seven, if not ten years earlier than a lot of these properties really started to come into America and start to sow those seeds of of anime. Even for me, my favorite anime series till this day is Neon Genesis Evangelion. I saw that in high school and it is one of those series that it just captivated you and you want to see what happens and then you see the ending and you're totally pissed off. Uh, I think that was the first instance ever I said to or I said to my friends and anyone about something that I hated an ending and the creators must have been on drugs when they wrote this episode. Uh, Because if you if you know what I'm talking about, then the ending, especially the last two, three episodes of Neon Genesis Evangelion, just you're like, what in the world happened? They were on some good drugs to write these episodes, only for them to come back with two movies to try to clean up the ending and, and make it better, which they did a valiant effort. I think it was somewhat lost the fact that it did that. And even the series, the, not the series, but the video itself talked about Samurai Champloo, but again, glossed over things like Outlaw Star. You know, those things on Cartoon Network that really, really did it. And Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop really just arguably had more of an impact than Samurai Champloo with regards to black and black culture because that's something we love. But again, that was during that same time period of those early 2000s, DBZ. So I just really think that uh, maybe a longer video, it could have gone more into the... uh, further history outside of just the early 2000s of anime and why black people love anime but i think just anime unto itself and black people love it so much not just because of those series but because many of the themes of anime speaks to the outsider the lone wolf um someone who has been an outcast of society And I think the African-American experience really plays into those themes, whether you are, quote unquote, the field one or the house one, you are still one, so to speak. So we all understand that feeling of not belonging, that feeling of having to find our place in a world that, quote unquote, doesn't want us to be there. And you see a lot of those themes repeated in anime and not just one or two, but just across anime as a whole. You even look at some of the movies by Miyazaki. You look at uh, Spirited Away. You look at House uh, Magic Castle. You look at uh, Princess Mononoke, which is the first anime I saw in a theater. And I think that was my freshman year of college, my last year of high school. I forget uh, which one it was, which and that was amazing. Any sort of themes that um, it really talked about in that movie, it, it, w- it was amazing. So I really think that 
black people love anime because really you have those central themes of being the outsider and finding a way to fit in and for ultimately that outsider becoming the one that everyone cherishes everyone looks to everyone depends on and you look at that and emblematic of, of culture and especially american culture american culture is black culture everything starts with black culture so anime was very much uh, antithesis of the black culture and cultural experience and how we see ourselves in this country so that's why i'll say to that what do you think why do black people love anime are you a black person that doesn't love anime hey you don't have to be black if you don't love anime tell me why if you do love anime tell me why and more importantly tell me what your favorite anime series and or movie is or are i am dying to hear that would be really awesome to talk about what your favorite series and movies are email us at info at websterstylemagazine.com and let us know what your favorites are so we're going to take a break and then come back with some style tips and our fragrance of the week. And we're back. And one of the things that I love, I, I, I'm not a shoe connoisseur, but I'll say that I've fallen in love with different types of shoes over the past couple of years. And one of the shoes that I think and I would recommend to you as a essential item for your wardrobe, gentlemen, would be the double muck strap. And a double monk strap is simply a shoe that has two buckles instead of laces. Uh, you can wear it a bit more formally. You can wear it a bit more casually. And that's what I love about it. Some say you shouldn't wear double monk straps with a suit. I wear what I want, when I want, how I want, with a want. And I look damn good when I wear them with my suit. Uh, I personally have two pair. I have more of a dark brown pair of double monk strap boots and then I have more of an ox blood pair double, trunk, uh, double monk strap loafers and with those they are so versatile. Now obviously you're not going to wear them to the basketball courts or uh, something where really a pair of sneakers would suffice. However, if you want to put up to have a, a bit more flash or a bit more class to your outfit, even a pair of jeans, a pair of double monk straps really fit the bill. And it's one of those pairs of shoes where you are formal, but not as formal as if you're paying wear wearing a pair of wingtips or a pair of Darby's or Oxford's or Baroque or what have you. The double monk straps are just a shoe that I find to be very versatile and when it comes to my wardrobe. Frankly, when I go and I go out, whether I am wearing um, an outfit like this or if I just have a pair of khakis and a t-shirt, I will more than likely instead of putting on my sneakers or some of the other shoes that I have, I'll slip on my double monks and just go out because it's classes up just a pair of khakis and a t-shirt oh so well and the pair that I have are just also comfortable so i definitely recommend if you have not invested in a pair of double monk straps i think you should gentlemen it's definitely a purchase that i don't think you will ever regret at least when it comes to your shoe game is concerned and trust me uh, ladies always love the shoe game and double monk straps are one of those shoes that everybody has but not well i wouldn't say everybody has but they're popular but they're not that popular if you know what i mean you really have to be a uh, certain type of style connoisseur uh, really to understand the value of double monk stress. At least that's what I've seen when it comes to practical application and real life use. Not just everybody wears double monks. And when you do, you would definitely set yourself apart 
from the pack. So that's my style essential recommendation, pair of double monk straps. I would say get them in brown, actually get two pair, one in brown, uh, one in black. I am not a person that says, oh, you need to spend XYZ amount of money on it. But you know, if you buy a cheap pair of shoes, don't wear them that often and take care of them. If you buy expensive pair of shoes and you still take care of them as well because you want to make sure you keep your shoes for as long as possible. You're going to want to get as much wear out of them for what you paid for them. So that's again my recommendation. The double monk strap shoe for your arsenal, especially with the summer. It is a great, you go into your day party, you throw those bad boys on, you are good to go. Now speaking of another uh, sort of classy item that is uh, formal but not formal and something that is very uh, common but I don't see it as much as I would think and that is the fragrance of the week and the fragrance of the week is Individual by Mont Blanc. Now this is a fragrance that I have heard described and is a very adequate description or accurate description as a raspberry-ish dryer sheet and I so get it and because of that smell it has obviously certain notes that are going to be associated with that and these are the notes you're going to have top notes in there a lot of notes so let you know we'll go through them pretty quickly so you have notes of raspberry pineapple cinnamon coriander lavender juniper berries mint bergamot and cardamom in the top you have mid notes of orange blossom jasmine violet and geranium and then you have base notes of sandwood amber musk patchouli raspberry vanilla dark chocolate vetiver and oak moss yes that is a mouthful no matter how you get it it is this Mont Blanc put everything they possibly could into this fragrance and the one thing about this fragrance which is surprising because of the notes and the notes breakdown is that it's it's very fresh it's very fresh and it's heavy at the same time and it's definitely a fragrance that I get pretty much all day longevity and projection out of it it is one that is going to be relatively inexpensive as well i also heard that it may be discontinued so if you're interested definitely pick it up but it is a fragrance that's always going as compliments uh you have that sweetness especially in the raspberry that freshness but where it really hits is that base note that combination of that vanilla dark chocolate and and raspberries almost as as if you are uh your significant other's desserts once they get a hold of you and it's best with that oak moss as well so you get the sensualness of it. it it is one of those ones where i think is it is never overrated but i think it's somewhat underrated like if you're in the frag community you know about mont blanc individual you probably own a bottle of mont blanc individual however with all of the myriad of fragrances out there, I think that people forget how good of a fragrance it is and how versatile it is as well. It is not one I'm wearing to a black tie event. No, it is not fit there. But it is very safe for the office. It is very safe for just casual wear as well. Could you wear it out to a nice evening? You could. I don't think it's the mood you want to really set off, at least with the opening. But you can definitely pull off going out on a date uh, with someone. I think it'll work that way as well. So it's, it's, it's versatile, not as versatile as other fragrances I've talked about before, but it's definitely one you can use in a multitude of different circumstances. So that is my pick for the week, Mont Blanc 
individual one of my favorites if you've been following for a while you know it's in or it was one of my top five quarantine frag this one that's very easy to wear very easy to spray and you don't have to think about wearing it also it is quite strong though so it's not one you want to overspray out either you will choke somebody out if you overspray this fragrance so that's it for the fragrance and that's also it for another episode of the Sartorial and Geek Podcast, my Webster style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, no comic books this week though, and everything in between. I've been your host, Webster Style. Thank you again for joining us again. You can find us on Instagram at Sartorial and Geek and at Webster Style. Find us on Twitter at Webster Style. Find us on the interwebs or interwebs, what have you, at WebsterStyle.com or SartoriaAndGeek.com and as I said before feel free to drop us an email with any of your comments, criticisms, show ideas what's your favorite anime, movie and or series to info at WebsterStyleMagazine.com again thank you for joining us don't forget stay safe out there and be blessed nah this is hold on I mean I can change I thought never mind forget I'm a Jenny Jenny Miffinny Muffinny Finicky when it comes to the killing spree, aka that's an ensemble. Are you the enemy if you're not defending the presence of Millie in the vicinity without a bow tie? Okay, I might have went over the edge. Besides, I really let them close on them legs and thighs. Need to get strong, we can lift them to the sky. The party starts at 12. We got a little time, time, time to get it on. And I'm back, I'm the type of pussy on. And after that, take a picture with the I'm choosing what we own. That was Tree Green Tuesday. Had to be Bowtie Thursday. Had to be. White Wednesday? Uh, I don't. Well, I know last time. Well, I wore polka dot. You didn't wear. Oh, I miss million them heels killing them. But I'm sure it's a Thursday. Bowtie Thursday. Pasta cream in your heels looking sharp. Bay acting like you don't know the rules up in the workplace. Must I remind you it was till on your birthday? Don't get me wrong, I think we killed in the birthdays. And you picked the hell of fit for the church day. Let's say you picked the risk game for it. Killing. Now you got the floor filled with bras that you purchase. Pick a color scheme that can match the very corset. Smoking hot, rocking this pen so thin. Tie hair line, looking like a stencil. Pimp, no lie, I'm sharper than a utensil. Instrumental, plain dang, homie. I was hoping we could walk out with that bang bang, honey. See them plain James, honey. Them lame friends, honey. We tell if it ain't crazy, like I think came on me. Hey, mommy. Look a lady, main thing, want me on the scene. Fit popping like a main vein, running blood color, lips smashing with the hand. Clutch money, holding back, kinda funny. Can you tell me what's the price I got the range? Rover. Hang on me when we walking, looking Gucci like that thing sprayed on me. Walking with a limp like an ankle sprained on me. Yeah, I rocked the cardigan. She don't really want me because one man should have all that style. Yeah, take it out, clothes on the floor, pass it. No one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it up and let me.
styling Take it off, clothes on the floor piling No one girl should fit it all in them jeans So take it off and let me see what's under them scenes Oh, you wanted to, oh, I completely read that wrong